Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 36. This is your host, Suman Silwal. The opposite of uh, no pain, no gain is if it hurts, don't do it. Visit emruns.coms to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, and more. I'd like to welcome Julian Gordon to Emran's podcast. Julian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, Julian, um, you and I have been pacing at Chicago Marathon. I've been pacing for the last three years, but you have been pacing Chicago Marathon for the longest period of time. Uh, can you talk about that? Okay. Well, before we begin, uh, I, I just uh, tickled pink because I, I saw my urologist a couple of days ago, and uh, you have all these elderly person diseases that he has to deal with, and uh he congratulated me not on my running performance, but I'm the only one he knows of my age who are not taking medication. So anyway, I wanted to get that one in. So yeah, I've been doing the in the part of the Chicago pace team as a pace team leader for 16 years in a row now. Now when when I first started, it was a lot a lot less formal than it is now, and uh, it was less of a quality organization. It was more, okay, well, you want to you want to do pacing? Sure. What time do you want to do? So the first year I did it, I thought, oh, okay, I, I wanna, I'm trying to get my uh, pace time for a Boston Marathon, which was at that age then, three hours, 50 minutes. So it was like absolutely stupid thing to try to, to do a guarantee a pace, which was also my Boston Marathon. Uh, so... I didn't manage to get the time I was supposed to, and I, I think at some other race I qualified for the Boston Marathon. But now it's uh, become a lot more it's like a quality organization where you have goals and you have to be within a goal or you're you're out next year. Anyway, that's kind of a quick, quick rundown of the pacing. And, yeah, I guess the other thing about the pacing is such incredible camaraderie. Apart from, like, being an inspiring... Uh, uh, other runners, especially first-time marathoners, it's just such a great group to be part of. Like you see, the most of the same people every year, and you're running with someone in a marathon several years in a row. You start to develop a bond with them. Like whoever they are, whatever walk of life, it's like when you're exposed to them continuously for several hours running together, you get a closeness that you don't get any any other way. So. That's one of the great things about being in a pace team. Definitely, but Chicago being in such a big marathon, Chicago Marathon's been a, such a big marathon, you can find so many varieties of runners, they they run run that race. What marathon number was that for Chicago for you? I think you said 18, correct? I've done the, been a, a pacer for, um, I think it's 16 years in a row, but it's probably like my 25th, Chicago Marathon. 25th, wow. (laughs) It was the first, yeah, it was the first one I ever did. I didn't didn't plan on becoming a marathon runner. It was just that my son talked about doing the Chicago Marathon that year, the first year I did it. And I said, well, maybe uh, if he does it, we can train together. Then uh, it will kind of make up for all those years of neglect of the father-son relationship. So I thought, uh, well, it turned out he was at University of Chicago at that time. I lived way out in the suburbs. So there was actually never any opportunity to train together. And he overtrained and got shin splints and never did it. 
And I ended up by doing it. So it was like two or three years in a row when he was in the area. He, he was running me in for the last few miles. But uh, so it was, that was what triggered the first marathon. And after that, I just uh, I thought, well, maybe I'll just try another one. And uh, like after a few years, it just became my body's default set, setting. It's like three marathons a year, year after year. So how different was Chicago when you ran 25 years ago versus now? It's, I mean, I know the crowd, it's the, the whole or the field is, has grown, I'm for sure. Um, is the course has been always the same or? No, the course used to have a little, like really long, nasty stretch going north on Lakeshore Drive out and back. So that's the most demoralizing part of a marathon when you can see those people are like so far ahead of you and running in the opposite direction. So so I, I'm glad they eliminated that bit. It's always been fun because it goes through all, all kinds of different ethnic neighborhoods and there was always a lot of uh, applause on the way. And weather conditions were also different then. They, I don't don't know whether it's global warming or not, but I don't remember what year. One of the years was like running on Lakeshore Drive through a blizzard, which uh, <laughs> different from today when you have to worry about whether it's going to be too hot or not. Yeah, I think it was hot last year. It was pretty good condition this year. Uh, Talking about running, I think we kind of dived in already, but just tell us about how did you start running and how long you've been running. I started running it's like before we moved to the Yaris. I lived in Switzerland. And I kind of reached a point in my life, probably around 40 or something like that, where I was not exercising at all. And I started to get concerned about my life expectancy. So I started exercising in the forest. They have in Switzerland a thing called a Vita Parkour, which is a, like an exercise track, but in a forest area. And it was interesting. That was created by a life insurance company. Anyway... So I, I used to, once a week, do the Vita Parkour. The run between the positions, the exercise positions, was really challenging because this was like really hilly terrain. So after a while, I thought, well, I'm just going to do skip the exercises. I'll just do the running. I think the running is the part that's good for me. And so I did that for a few years in a row, once a week. And I thought, oh, it's such a bother driving there, especially under icy conditions. So... Where I lived, I could just run straight from my home into forest. So it's like for maybe five, six years in a row, I would be doing once a week running on trails in the forest, both exercise and exploration. So I would like be exploring different trails. And also I started doing it point to point, which made it more interesting. But uh, this was always on my own or some years with a dog. I never, never knew anybody else that ran it was only when I moved to the Chicago area that I um, that was in uh, 84 I started to realize there are other people who are run so I joined a running club Lake West Lake Bluff running club and then kind of just got sucked in I guess I did a few 5ks a few 10ks a few half marathons and then marathons also was got to be more than just once a week <laughs> exercising to maybe five, six, or even seven days a week now. Anyway, so that's the kind of brief history. I actually attended some of the meeting while I was, while you're hosting me over there at the Lake Bluff uh, Running Club, and they're, they're a really fun group. So, And you, you, ha you have such a nice neighborhood to run, so it's a beautiful by the lake and, and just, just wonderful. 
talk about a little bit about um, your running at your at your age now you're 80 plus um, you're still running running strong uh, you just finished uh, Chicago pacing you know not only you're running you're pacing this this and then you win your age groups has running has helped you to uh, be healthy like this or what do you think it looks like running is a part of your life now so has it has it helped you it's absolutely part of my life i think if i didn't run i would probably be uh declining in a rocking chair today i think it helps keep me physically fit and and mentally fit and uh it's kind of it's interesting you do a lot of kind of free like free thinking while you're running so it's your mind can drift but it's not unconstructive thinking. So I often like have ideas or I'm kind of working out. I like, so I, I don't know, I have some kind of ma- mathematical things going on right now. So this morning while I was running, I actually saw a strategy for simplifying the way I was dealing with some statistical problem right now. So it's a whole thing is an interesting a combination of exercise and uh, healthy mental activity. Definitely. Those of you who don't know Julian, he's a scientist, researcher. He he does all kind of things. So every year I visit him, he's doing something new. Something new. So talk about your running through this this many years. What type of struggle did you have? I don't, I don't think it's ever been a struggle. I think I have the attitude is like if I feel like it, I do it. And so if I don't feel like it, I don't do it. So I guess the okay. The only struggle is this time of year. As the mornings get darker and darker, it just gets harder to get up to get out there. And I, I just I have to reach a point where okay, I'm going to run in the dark. But um, so I think I go through this event every uh, this uh, cycle every year, where as it, as it days get darker, it gets harder to get out there. But otherwise, uh, that's the only struggle. How is the temperature for you? Chicago is pretty cold, and you're pretty close to the lake. How's the weather? Do you still run during the winter time, or you kind of start to stop running? Yeah, no, no. I uh, the only basically the only exercise I do is running outdoors, except some stretching and uh, strengthening occasionally at home. But otherwise, uh, yeah, year round. It's so it, it's uh, it's an interesting location because being close to the lake, the lake has actually a moderating effect on the climate. So I can be really extremely cold a little bit inland, but it's maybe not quite so cold here. But So just look at the temperature, look at the wind before I get up, and then uh, just uh, have a kind of rule of thumb of how many layers I wear according to what temperature and, and I get out there. So the only times I actually don't go is if it's like dangerously icy. So you can have conditions where the roads... Uh, you just can't keep your balance, and uh, then, then, well, I've, I've perhaps the only injuries I've had are falling when it's icy. Um, I once fractured a wrist doing that. What people have these, uh, what is it called? Bear, is it bear claws? Is something like crampons that fit over running shoes? Somehow or other. I just never got around to buying those, which would have been a kind of an insurance. So actually, this. This last winter was the first time I actually got a pair of those to have, like, to add another safety element. But that's the only issue with running in extreme temperatures. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how cold it is. Uh, because it reaches a limitation that I get vision problems. So the ice deposits on my glasses, I can't see. I take my glasses off. 
you need to have sunglasses on to protect against extreme cold. So that's uh, that's another limitation. Otherwise, uh, year-round, outdoors. And you love running anyway, so it doesn't matter. Cold, wind, raining. Yeah. So as a runner, what is your greatest achievement so far? Uh, I think every time I'm first in my age group, I'm so impressed. I think that's that's a great achievement. So it's like more, multiple achievements of getting to be a Rather than just a kind of all a kind of run of the mill middle of the group doing this for my health runner, as I get older, I get more competitive juices, and so whenever I come first in my age group, especially if there are if there are also other people in my age group, that helps a lot of the feeling of accomplishment but so anyway, that's uh, so, otherwise uh, I, I don't know every marathon is an accomplishment just it's never easy. As you move up in your age group, is it is there a lot of competition in the age group, eighty uh, plus age group, or how how does that work there? Well, it gets less and less, but uh, so many marathons I'm in, I'm the only one in my age group. But some the bigger ones, there's usually a handful. So I think there were like twelve others in Chicago, and I did Grandma's earlier in the year, and then maybe half a dozen others. Of course, it of course the other feeling of accomplishment is how far I am ahead of the one behind me. And um, a couple of years ago, I did the Marine Corps Marathon, and I was two hours ahead of the one next one in my age group. So that, that was also a feeling of accomplishment. So you, you feel thrilled if you're really ahead of the next guy after yeah. you. You do, beyond uh, running, you do other things like cross-country, skiing. Can you tell us about a little bit about that or anything else you do beyond running? I used to do a lot of cross-country skiing, and I think also that was a, what, something that a lot of my fellow runners did in this area. And uh, I done also have done a lot of cross-country ski marathons. Now, when you've trained up for running, I think it's really easy to trans- transition into cross-country skiing. But um, the last few years, there's been less snow, so it's just been harder to do it. So I've kind of gotten out of cross-country skiing. But I have done, I think, six of the American Berkebeiner that's up in uh, northwest Wisconsin. Uh, I've done half a dozen of those. And I have also done a couple of international ski marathons. So I did the I've forgotten this. The Swiss, the, there's a big Swiss. Oh, the, I remember. It's called the Engadina Marathon. I have done that one, and I've done the the, the Birkebeiner in uh, in Norway. So the oh, the Engadina that was also an interesting, great accomplishment. Just finishing doing that and finishing, even even though my time was disastrous. So when I lived in Switzerland. I did a bit of skiing because that's what everyone there does, but that was all downhill. And I remember seeing on the news this every year, this Engadina ski marathon, these thousands and thousands of people all skiing at this incredible distance. And I was like, and how can someone be so crazy to do something like that? I didn't dream that I, I would get involved myself at one point. So th- those international ones have also been big, great fun because I've kind of ended up by being the tour guide like having some experience of those countries it was easy for me to like find nice accommodation and and find optimal travel arrangements and know how to organize car rentals so I so I became the like the local kind of 
travel agent for my group of friends. So, so I think the so we may, may have been end of in like ten to twelve of us as a group would do those ski marathons. So the they gave the group gave me T-shirts. It was like numbered T-shirts. This was Tour de Julian one, Tour de Julian two, and so on. So, so I for, for I'm not doing that now, but for a period I was like the ski marathon tour leader. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds very interesting. Julian, we're at the Emron Sprint Round. Are you ready for it? This is the round where we do quick question answer. Maybe sometime we go long, but are you ready for the Sprint Round, Julian? Sure. What type of shoes do you wear? I wear um, Nike because those are the ones that we are required to wear uh, for the Pace Team group. I prefer New Balance because they come in a much wider fitting, so I can just about make it with a Nike with the with the width. But New Balance fit my foot way better, so that's uh, those are the two type you wear. Yeah. What type of GPS do do you do you use? Do you any do you any GPS device or you just yeah go? yeah I, I use a Garmin. I don't I don't keep track of the the model or whatever it is. But the reason why I like the Garmin also is because every run I do I download onto an online database, and I'm a kind of a such a data junkie that I keep, I'd like to have a recording of every single mile I do at any time so every training run everything it all goes down on there and this by now it's like a gigantic database which uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really sensitive about personal stuff that I put out online that I'm kind of a very private person but anybody can ac- access information about any run I've done any time in the last probably 15 years like a continuous database so do you do any, anything with the data, or, or are you just kind of... <laughs> no, it's, it's so goofy. I just like collecting the data. I think one day I'm going to do some statistics on this, and like can perhaps I can write a learned article on like the declining performance of the aging runner or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I know I get slower every year, but I actually don't have like good statistics on how, how slow it gets, what that... the rate of slowing is, but... <laughs> That'll be an interesting article to read. Are you a only a road runner, or do you do trail running too? Uh, I prefer road running. At one time, I did a lot more trail running. Uh, it was just because there are such great trails in this area. Uh, so once in a while, I'll do some trail running. But I far prefer road running. I just like the like the hard surface. I don't know people think you get more injuries because of hard surfaces but i just find running is much more efficient on hard surfaces so but we we actually have a race uh which my running club organizes it's called the swinging bridge 8k and this is cross country first time i did it i held i established the group the the course record for the largest number of falls i just kept <laughs> 20 times in that one race, just tri- like tree roots and the hidden objects. And I, it was not bad hauled because they were just ground with soft leaves and stuff. But I came back, I looked a complete mess. But I did I did it this year and I didn't fall at all. So I didn't, not maintaining my record. You you get better at it. That's what we say, <laughs> trail runners. And definitely, I just did a 51 mile, 12 hours of a. Uh, endless mile and it was on the pavement for us a little bit harder because going that far distance on the pavement is yeah. really difficult but 
but I think we love trail on that. And definitely next time when I come to your area, you need to point me towards the trail. Oh, yeah. No, there's a... This area is unbelievable in terms of the network of trails going miles and miles. So there's a, there's a lot of trails through forest preserves, and there are also a lot of trails which are on former railroad tracks. So you can uh, you can run you can run trails to your heart's content here. <laughs> Definitely. And you also you said that that uh, that road road to trail that you have um, in front of your house it goes all the way to Chicago downtown Chicago, correct? It, it's almost, I think there are a couple of breaks, but you can, in principle, with it running on a bit of road, run all the way. And and the other direction, you can run up to the Wisconsin border. So that's all former railroad. Definitely. What, what is your favorite race so far? Um, I think Big Sur was the most awe-inspiring. It was just like amazing scenery. It's like you're running along the Pacific they have these views of seeing how the trail road goes, winds around on the side of the, I don't know, it's a cliff or side of a hill. You see that like bridges and just, and then the Pacific, just that scenery was incredible. So is it a point-to-point race, the big surge? I have it, heard, heard so much it, about it. So. Yeah, usually it's point-to-point. Uh the year I did it, it was not because there had been some flooding and part of the road had been washed out, so they made it into a out and back. But still, it's spectacular scenery. Gotcha. From being from Chicago area, uh, this is a, this will be a good question to ask: Are you a downhill racer or uphill climber? But I think you're a flatlander over there, so. Yeah. Well, actually, I love downhill, um, and I. I know it's relatively flat, but my normal run includes uh, a ramp which goes down the bluff down to a beach and then back up. So that's one hill. But I think from my years of living in Switzerland where there are only hills and just hiking with a family, uh, we would maybe, uh, I don't know, get, get a hike up a mountain and down again. And I just didn't have patience to hang back, even though I wasn't running then. I think I, I got to the point, actually, where I preferred running shoes to hiking boots. I never liked hiking boots. but So I would basically leave them behind and run. I found it so much easier to run down the mountain than to walk down. That I, I got a lot of practice in that era and running downhill. And the, so I think I still enjoy Enjoy it. So in in a race, uh, there's all kinds of people always pass me on the uphills, and then I pass them again on the downhills. <laughs> I'm more a uh, uphill uphill climber, but I like like a rolling hills. That's the, yeah. I think that's my favorite kind of course, race course. Yeah. So, do you follow any training plan? Sounds like you run year round. So, do you follow any training plan? No, it's all on instinct, and uh, just uh, basically just get out as much as I can. And I think it reaches a point where each each race is training for the next. So I don't. Okay. So so the only plan is I make sure I build up my miles like in the weeks before a marathon, and then I so then I do the tapering. So that's the only. It's not a. It's not an exact plan, but just to make sure at least within that period I get build up some miles and then do tapering so i'm not a good runner in that respect i'm not very good at keeping to plans <laughs> <laughs> but at least you get it done 
and yeah. get get those miles in. That's very important. I, I guess I kind of look down a bit on people who are like so obsessive about keeping to a very exact plan. And I think it can also be dangerous then because you can maybe end up by pushing yourself beyond reasonable limits to stay in a plan and end up by getting injured. So maybe that's one reason why I'm injury free. Uh, yeah, and, and that's very important to stay injury free and uh, continue running. And as a runner, we, we see a lot of runners and friends, they, they run for a while and they're injured and then they're out. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I, I, all of the people who I ran with for many years, none of them run anymore. They all, and some of them still bike, and some of them don't do anything. So it's like uh, I've out, outlasted them. Out of this many years of running, how many marathons have you done so far? Do you keep a count, or yeah, it's sixty-five. That's a pretty big number. Is there a race that you have not run and love to run one day? Not really. It's uh, I just do do what I can do. I I look for I just. Each year, I do, there's two that I do every year, and then I look for, between. I look for one other one to do, but it's a, uh, it, it's 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 the opposite. It's like I'm still trying to figure out which extra one I'm doing next year. So, so this year I did Grandma's. Last year I did London, but next year I don't. I'm still having a hard time figuring out what I want to do. Maybe you want to come down to Birmingham and run our Mercedes Marathon. It'll be in February. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll check. I'll check that out. Yeah, I also have to see what my wife wants to do with travel plans because she complain, complains only way she can ever get me to go anywhere is there's a marathon involved. <laughs> Isn't that true for all of us? <laughs> uh, before we conclude this interview, can you give a word of advice to those beginner runners and um, people who, who wanted to run for life like you have done um, and who is starting or are midway through their running like me? Uh, give some word of advice. The main thing is to know your limits and uh, just stay within what you feel comfortable with and then perhaps very, very gradually increase what you can do but not push yourself so hard because of any ambition but just uh, sense what your body is telling you. And the, the opposite of uh, uh, no pain, no gain is if it hurts, don't do it. Great. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Julian. And uh, it's a really pleasure to talk to you again. And we'll see you next year at Chicago Marathon. Okay. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Embrance Podcast. If you're an iTunes user, please rate, review, and subscribe to our channel.